Good morning, folks. Hope you're well today. It's Larry here. You're listening to The Daily Larb. This is episode number 155. And today I'm talking about being self-employed, talking about working for yourself or making the move if you haven't already and the merits of it, you know. Uh, Yesterday I was chatting to uh, a work associate, someone I've worked with for a long time and uh, we were chatting about this subject and uh, i get on to more about that in a moment but first uh, before i jump into the subject matter uh, i want to let you know that you can catch this podcast on itunes on stitcher radio on spreaker uh, anchor TuneIn, soundcloud anywhere good podcasts are played you'll get this show uh, it's advert free it's promotional product placement free you know, I find that a little bit disingenuous. Uh, although it's a means to fund a show, I don't want to use it. And uh, hopefully I can do that. At the minute, the show doesn't provide an income. But uh, maybe in the future. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the show does take a bit of time to produce. And it means I need to be thinking about material and uh, sometimes you get good episodes and sometimes you don't. That's just the nature of it. But by and large, uh, the show is filled with content, I suppose, material that I like to engage with and I like to think about. Um, and I know a lot of you do too. So if you'd like to see me continue this show, if you'd like to support me in my work and help me create more time to make this uh, podcast, well, get over to Patreon dot com forward slash Larry G McGuire and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and uh, eventually all of those dollars will build up and help me create the time and space to make this better and uh, create more meaningful episodes and uh, that's the name of the game continually improve you know so we're at uh, 155 episodes to date it kicked off last October uh, sometime I was tinkering around with podcasts before that. This by far is uh, has been the most consistent. I've managed to keep it, and I suppose that has to be said. Uh, it has been so because uh, the ease of which uh, Anchor allows me to create podcasts. So um, onwards and upwards. So today uh, I'm talking about work, and I'm talking about doing your own thing, becoming self-employed. And, uh, you know, it can be a lonely place working for yourself. And sometimes we can get lost in the need to fulfill an ideal. You know, this notion that uh, we got to be bigger than we are. We got to have maybe staff. We got to be, we got to match this notion of what it means to be successful, you know, materialistically. And uh, I know that was the case for me for a long time. I had this outside idea of of what a successful business looked like and uh, I pursued that relentlessly uh, without giving due thought or consideration to some of the fundamentals. So uh, despite um, the negatives associated with working for yourself and the challenges, it's by far and away to me uh, and others that I know too, um, the greatest thing any individual could ever do for themselves because uh, it just provides huge growth and personal growth and allows you turn your work and your craft your art into uh, 
something more refined and something better. Now, it can take a turn downwards, you know. It can become corrupted, but that depends on you. Um, It all depends on this idea you hold of what success means, you know. So, uh, invariably and eventually, all activity, whether you deem it good or bad, contributes, you know. I found that. And yesterday I was chatting to a work colleague of mine, Brian, and we were talking about the bad old days, you know, from 2008, 2007 is where, when it started to turn, 2007 to around 2010. And uh, it started to turn. The economy was uh, maybe at its peak around 2007, and I started a business. Uh, I was already in business, but I started another business uh Pardon me, and I moved all my resources into the new venture. And long story short, it didn't work out, and uh, I had to wind it up, and left a lot of uh, debt behind me, and uh, invested a lot of money and time and effort. That, um, when viewed from that particular perspective of that business alone, it didn't succeed. But on the grander scheme of things, it provided huge benefit. You know. All of that struggle, all of that uh, anxiety and stress and financial turmoil was ultimately beneficial. And uh, I think if you're going to work for yourself, you can't shy away from the prospect of that occurring. But it all depends on you, you know. It depends on where you're at and what you want to build. I mean, there's total merit in being a solo operator, being a consultant and uh, uh, or a freelancer. You know, providing your services into someone else. Now you got to make sure that you uh, you deliver. You know, and deliver the, the best work you possibly can, and and charge enough. And that's another big problem that people starting out on their own do. They just look what everyone else charging is charging, and they charge a little bit less. And that's that's a flawed idea. You know, if I make my my service cheaper than everyone else, well then I'll get work. You know, because I'm desperate. And that's a crazy place to start. Um, at the very least, you should set the bar where everyone else is. But I would suggest that you set it a bit higher. You set, you have to get it straight in your head first that what you do is better than everybody else. Now you can't lie to yourself, you know, because ultimately it'll be shown in your work and how you carry yourself. Um, I don't think you can you can deliver something uh, of high value with high integrity if that's not where you are. And I can't tell you where how to get there. You've got to find that route yourself, you know. But uh, to charge less than everybody else, to go out into the world and start your own business and charge less than everyone else is charging is nuts. And uh, I know I was guilty of that for a time, but um, I don't do it now. In fact, I probably charge more than everybody else. And I'm a solo operator, and that's the way I'm going to keep it for the time being. Um, because... Uh, that's where I like to be. Uh, there's huge responsibility in taking on people. And that will be a natural progression for many um, businesses and many people. You might hire admin staff and support staff and stuff, and that's fine. But you've got to make sure you have the income and the funds to do it, you know, or at least the potential. Um, but uh, there, are, there are lots of uh, hidden pitfalls when you go out on your own and start your own thing. And sometimes 
you need to fall into those holes, you know. Uh, I remember when I was starting off, my father said, you sure you want to do this, you know, like this, it seems crazy, but you're not just uh, keep going up the ranks with the crowd you're with and, and uh, you'll do all right, you know, you'll do well. And I would have done well, I would have done very well, uh, but um, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to uh, get out and do my own thing. I wanted to feel what it was like to control and command my own future and determine what goes the size of my own wallet and what goes in my pocket, you know. And uh, what I've done, what I've done, that was when I was 25. I'm 44 now. But uh, as a result of lots of ups and downs, and myself and Brian were having a chat yesterday about about those bad old days and we were comparing stories, you know. And uh, we came to the conclusion that um, despite all of that, despite all that negativity, there's nothing like working for yourself. Like the work might be hard. Like my work is not easy. It's physically demanding. Um, so is Brian's. But uh, we enjoy it, you know. Um, uh, you could say that we, we both operate in the construction industry. And you could say that it's a bit of a mugs game. And it's, it can be. It, it certainly uh, can be an adversarial place to work at the higher levels. Um, people go out of their way to push responsibility and blame onto other people. People who don't ultimately do their job right and don't know how to do it and live in this environment where uh, you've got to uh, pretend that you love everybody else but um, behind it all you're really protecting your own arse, you know. And uh, it's kill or be killed, you know, doggy dog scenario. Horrible place to work. But at the particular level uh, I work at currently where it's just me and I do small scale stuff, um, it's... It's nice, you know. I can pick my hours. I can pick the days I want to work. I can, uh, I can tie in, take the morning off, drop the kids to school if I want to, take some time off and do other things, go on holidays. Don't worry about anybody else. Uh, I've no staff left behind me entrusted to carry out the work, which I had before. I think I'd maybe 20 something, two or three people at one stage. And going, there was no such thing as going on holidays. You know, when you've got all of those people working, it's a it's a torture because, uh, well, ultimately, that was my fault because I didn't put in place the right structures that allowed me to do that. But employing people is a huge uh, is a huge commitment and especially so when uh, you're such a pain in the arse about detail like me, um, like uh, my wife calls me a perfectionist and I. I mean, there's no such thing as an ultimate perfect perfectionist. You can you can strive to achieve the best possible job. I mean, perfection to be a perfectionist can be a little bit uh, uh, detrimental to your fucking well-being as well as everything else. But uh, I think there is the need to pursue perfection and understand that you'll never get it. You know, understand that you'll never reach it. That tomorrow you can always do better than you did today, and that's a good place to be as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I always expected better than ordinary from the people who worked for me. And I got extremely irate when I didn't get that standard, you know. And that's that was my problem. My biggest asset is also my biggest weakness, and that is the attention to the detail. Like I'm a I'm a bollocks to work for, really. Like I I would I would uh save I would choose to save other people from my intensity 
and need to have things done to a particular standard and just work on my own rather than um, inflict other people with that <laughs> well, it's truthful like um, anyway I'm not talking about me but I I, uh, I think it's vital that uh, if you're thinking about if you have feel this kind of little nudge to go do your own thing that you, that you go and you try it you know even before maybe you quit your job that you you experiment and you take on little numbers with people um, on the side and you find out what it's like to do your own thing and take on that responsibility because it is a whole other ball game. Uh, but I've I've put together uh, a couple of uh, ten, I think ten, in fact, yeah, reasons why you should work for yourself. Now I understand that everybody is capable of working for themselves. I mean, our industry, uh, our whole society would collapse overnight if everybody decided to go working for themselves in the morning. Um, that's not, well, I suppose organisations would need to adjust. But uh, the freelancer game is uh, is uh, huge these days. Um, and going working for yourself is, is really fulfilling. And um, I'd recommend it. So I've got 10 things here that uh, I feel are good enough reasons to go working for yourself. The first one is you get to command your own path. You get to decide the route that you go and uh, who you ultimately become. Um, it's uh, it's uh, There's a lot of freedom involved in that, but uh, also a lot of responsibility. The second one is uh, you get to enhance your own technical skills, You know your craft, become more professional about what you do, and even develop new skills. I mean, you've got to learn... Uh, uh, accounting you've got to learn how to deal with figures and and pricing you've got to learn how to negotiate you've got to learn how to uh, work with other people and collaborate you've got to you've got to be able to do all of these interpersonal skills uh, just expand uh, exponentially and uh, you just become a more well-rounded person as a result uh, you get to if you do if you choose to you get to employ uh, other people provide employment with others and um, that's enjoyable, you know, pass on the skills that you have. And if you are doing that, I would highly recommend, certainly, if you're going from like a one-person operation to a larger outfit, that you uh, hire somebody straight out of packet, a young girl or a young boy, straight out of school, who don't have any bad habits and who can afford you the respect that's required, or maybe have a little bit of enthusiasm for the work, and and want to learn but are not too arrogant that they know too much in advance because that's a dangerous thing and uh, the best people that i ever had were the ones that i hired straight out of the box and uh, no bad habits and that's important i think uh, i think i touched on it just a little few minutes ago uh, collaboration with others um that's number four you get to collaborate and make connections you get to reach people of influence Eventually, you know, connect with other business people and uh, work together to provide maybe a broader service or you get to connect with customers, influential customers who can introduce you to other people and so on. Like uh, the amount of people, high profile people that I've managed to connect with over the years is uh, is remarkable when I think about it. And uh, if you decide to do your own thing, you have the opportunity to do that too. Now, if you're an artist or a writer, you still have the opportunity. I mean... Even by virtue of going to, let's say, your local uh, uh, writing centre or whatever 
and doing a course you get to connect with people there teachers and lecturers and other writers and um it helps you broaden your influence you know uh you get to do what energizes you for a living i mean what more could you ask for in terms of your work that's number five um i know for a long time the work that i do uh on a daily basis the stuff that puts money in my pocket um i fell out of love with it for for a number of years but uh, when i came back to it i realized that uh i really enjoy it you know there's a certain amount of uh, flow to me work and i've spoken about flow in the last couple of episodes that book by Mihaly, Six Cent Mihaly, that uh, place where you go, uh, where your work takes you, you know, and all of a sudden, in the course of being totally engaged with your work, you find that you're almost an observer of it, an observer of yourself in the work, you know, and uh, I don't know any better reason than um, doing something uh, for any better reason to work for yourself other than uh, that you'll be doing something that energizes you on a daily basis you know that uh, gets you out of bed uh number six you become uh renowned in your field you expand your field of influence i've mentioned that already but um, by virtue of doing what you do professionally and uh being in a place in your own mind where you understand you must continually develop your skills and deliver a better product or service every single day. Not because you're in competition with everybody else. You're not. That might be another subject, subject for another day. To be in competition with everybody else puts you on the wrong foot. As far as I'm concerned, I'm in competition with nobody. I work for myself. And my standard, as it happens, is generally way above everybody else by virtue of the fact that I give a shit about what I do. And if you do the same, you can achieve the same. I don't look at what what our people are doing. That's nothing to do with me. I just focus on what I'm doing and continually develop and try to deliver a better job and keep me standards high or if not, raise them. And uh, people see it. People say to me on a regular basis, at least a couple of times a week, that they recognize that I'm good at what I do. And I know that. So if I know that, and it's not arrogance. I hope you can hear that. It's not arrogance. It's just a knowing in and uh, a confidence in my own ability to deliver what I say I'll deliver. You know, And eventually other people see that too. And you can't lie about that. If you lie about it, people will see it. You know, you can't bullshit people. Bullshit some people. but So when you work for yourself you eventually will become renowned for what you do. You will be seen as an expert, you know. Um, what number was that? I think I'm on number six now. Anyway, um, you get to reach more people with your work. You get to show people what you can do. It doesn't matter what you do. You could be cleaning the streets for a living, you know. You could be doing tax returns. You could be painting artwork. You could be drawing. You could be writing. You could be fitting gas fires. You could be, I don't know, building walls. doesn't matter. When you do what you do for a living, you get to reach more people and show more people what you're capable of doing. And uh, it's a good enough reason too. You also have the potential to make more money. That's. <laughs> I decided to put that down the list because I didn't want to put it forced. It shouldn't be forced. 
um, it comes as a consequence, you know. It comes as a consequence of believing in your own inherent value, of understanding and um, bringing to the table, bringing to your work every single day, that level of excellence, you know, simply for the sake of doing that, simply for the sake of giving a shit about your work and actually being excellent about it. Um, people see it and are subsequently willing to pay you for it, but only if you believe that you're worth more than average. So you have the potential to make more money. Absolutely. You know, I've made, I've made a lot of money working for myself. Now there is a limit to it. I mean, you'll never be wealthy. I spoke about that before in a previous episode. I think it's around 150, 151. Is that, uh, uh, creative people, uh, craftspeople, artists making our stuff. We'll never be millionaires. Most of us won't be. Um, you might be if you connect with the right people. You might be. You certainly have the potential to get there. But most of us will hit a point where our work provides a particular level of income that makes our lives comfortable. And uh, I think that's okay. And it should be okay. The primary reason why you and I go to work should be because we love our work and we love the engagement and the thrill of being in the work, you know. And uh, that must be number one. If it's not, if you're just chasing symbols of wealth and success, like cars and boats and planes and holidays and wives and shoes and fucking uh, whatever, vans and people, if you're just focused on metrics, and the metrics become what it is, the motivational um, impulse you need to get up every morning. Well, you'll soon figure out that they don't provide fulfillment. That it's the actual work provides fulfillment. Not the metrics, not the symbols, not the numbers, you know. So uh, the money will come. You just got to fucking get into your work and do it for the sake of it. And do the best job you can and deliver it every day. I've told me, boys, Rory is 12. Keen is uh, 11 in September. And I've told the, my two boys that they will work for themselves, that they will be self-employed. They might even work together in a business. They might work in my business. I don't know. They might do their own thing, whatever. But I told them, by the time they're 25, they'll be working for themselves. Now, that's it's my responsibility. I see it as my responsibility to drive that into them from a young age and get them thinking outside the box that they're currently in. Because... That's what society does. It boxes you in. It makes you think uh, within that sphere, you know, linearly. You can't stand back from situations and observe them and make intelligent decisions about what to do next because you're trained to be a pawn. You're trained to be a worker for industry. That's what education does, the predominant mode of education. You've got this standard working model that I've written about before whereby people are trained to be pawns for the system, a cog in the machine. So in order to get outside of that, you and me have to show the younger ones that they're capable of more. And from an early age, have them understand, not believe, but understand that they have enormous capability to do whatever they want to do. Start teaching them to be innovative, innovative. Start teaching them to explore their own creativity and go outside the box, to ask questions, to never take the default answer uh, and accept it, you know. So that's what I'm doing with my kids. If you've got kids, you should be doing the same. 
And if you're not already working for yourself, you should be trying to convince yourself to go working for yourself. And if you're listening to this, you probably, if you've made it this far into this episode, you're probably already considering it. Well, then you should do it. Stop thinking about it. Get off the fence and do it. Just start. You don't have to leave your job initially. But start. Do something. You know? And the last one then is, actually I'm on number eight, number nine. Uh, you have the freedom to set your own hours. I, I spoke about that in number one, commanding your own path. So you've got the freedom to set your own hours and choose when you want to work. It's great. I love it. I love it today. Didn't always love it. I loved it for a long time. Then I didn't love it. And now I love it again. <laughs> I think that's uh, the natural course of events, you know. Yeah, after a while, I'm about 20 years working for myself. Uh yeah, about 20 years. After a while, you take a whole other outlook, uh, a whole other uh, view of the work you do. Um, but anyway, finally then, uh, personal growth. It's about the biggest one. And it, it basically is a combination of all of those items that came before. And uh, you become more, you know. You grow intellectually. You grow psychically. You grow as a person, you know, uh, you see things that other people don't see. People recognize it in you, you know, you have a different swagger about you, different walk, a different movement, you know, um, it's, uh, eventually, you know, and I'm, I'm talking about the good days and the bad days and they all come together and they contribute towards what you and I become. And there's no better way to grow yourself than to go working for yourself because it forces you into into making decisions it forces you into difficult situations it forces you to come up with solutions to problems every single day and it's great like it's really great and uh, sometimes when you're in those situations it doesn't seem great but ultimately it is and uh, that's what i've learned anyway after uh, the last 20 years so anyway i hope that was valuable uh if you're not um currently working for yourself and you're thinking about it well um you should just do it you know just go for it set up set up a sole trader or a sole proprietorship whatever it is you call it in your country and just start trading small scale you know and uh, it doesn't matter what it is if you're creating art you got to find ways to get out and show your work you know and uh, make some money from it just start thinking look at what other people are doing and uh, try those things um i know i said that uh, you should have no competition and the only competition is yourself but sometimes you got to look uh, at maybe what other people are doing and take take those ideas and and go with them or expand them or tweak them or change them because uh, just sitting on your hands is uh, no good so that's it for today. Um, I thought about that material yesterday as I was having my conversation with a friend of mine on site and uh, thought I'd share it with you. So uh, hopefully you got something from it. Uh, this podcast show is called The Daily Lar. My name is Larry G. McGuire. If you want to catch my stuff on a regular basis, get over to larrygmcguire.com. Stick in your email address and any of the sign-up forms and I'll bang you over a copy of the short-form version of my book, The Artist Manifesto. And I'll also send you the weekly email on a Sunday. It's called Sunday Letters. 
and uh, it's an article I send out to my readers every week and I also have a, an audio version accompanying that which goes out here on the podcast. If you'd like to help me in my work, if you'd like to help me keep this podcast ad free, please consider becoming a patron. Get over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire and you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. That'll help me make more time, create more time to make these uh, episodes, make them better, dedicate more resources and time to it. And that's what I'd love to do. So uh, hopefully you can be a part of it. And uh, when you become a patron, there are other rewards and stuff in there as well. So get over and check that out. Patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire. That's it for today, folks. i got to get out and do a bit of graft, earn a few bobs so I can convert this shed into a studio. Got to make that happen. Need to make it happen. Want to make it happen. So uh, that's where I'll be coming to you from in the future. And uh, until next time, I shall see you. Take it easy and have a great day.